Are you ready to take the next step in your multifamily investing career? The time has never been better than now. Think Multifamily's Deal Analysis Workshop is a comprehensive live training course that will help increase your skills, knowledge, confidence as an investor before you invest. This workshop is a unique experience that provides hands-on instruction and guidance directly from Mark Kinney, who has completed over 100 multifamily syndications valued at over $1 billion. This course goes beyond theory as you will be presented with real case studies and practice scenarios to work out in class. By the end of the training, you will have significantly improved your ability to evaluate deals quickly, make informed decisions, and take your investing skills to the next level with confidence. For more information and to register for Think Multifamily's Deal Analysis Workshop, go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash D-A-W, use code Whitney100 to save $100. The Deal Analysis Workshop is designed for both beginner and experienced investors. Whether you are looking for a foundational understanding of how to analyze multifamily investments or looking for fresh insight on how to pivot your analysis method, for this current market cycle, this is a workshop you have been looking for. Register today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash DAW. Use code Whitney100 to save $100. Whenever I'm underwriting a deal, the foremost question on my mind is can I take what is here in Excel and apply it to real life? Like, is it actually executable? And that is a question that I feel like. When I, when I look at deals, I, I think it's easy to lose sight of that because let's not get twisted. I'm a finance guy. Like I'm a numbers guy. Like that's really my skill set, but not being so focused on, on what, you know, my spreadsheet tells me and losing sight of, okay, can we actually go out and, and do this? So that's been, that's been really important. I want to pivot a little bit, Jake, and talk about your experience in the property management side of the business and some dig more into operations. I'm curious what you've learned about operating traditional. We'll start with traditional real estate, multifamily. You own $20 million worth of small multifamily. And then I do want to touch on State Music City, um, your short-term rental property management company. But uh, currently, how do you manage your current portfolio of traditional multifamily? Yeah, so we have third-party management in place on all of those. That was intentional too. So when I, that first internship that I had, it was in property management. So again, like I was out serving five days at C-class properties to tenants that were, you know, four months behind. Like, you know, I, I was really in the weeds on this stuff and got to see what it takes to actually execute a business plan. And that understanding of, just how challenging it is to turn a property around and you know how to actually get rents up to market rates and implement some of these different other income sources that people want to implement like understanding the challenge that presents itself has then carried over for me because now whenever I'm underwriting a deal the foremost question on my mind is can I take what is here in excel and apply it to real life like is it actually executable? And that is a question that I feel like when I when I look at deals, I, I think it's easy to lose sight of that because let's not get twisted. I'm a finance guy, like I'm a numbers guy, like that's really my skill set, but not being so focused on on what you know my spreadsheet tells me and losing sight of okay, can we actually go out and, and do this? So that's been that's been really important. 
And then how it, I guess, relates to the STR piece and how we got into that, kind of jumping ahead, we we do self-manage the short-term rentals that we own. Um, because at Caskey, we, we mostly buy multifamily, but we'll do some hospitality stuff too. And when I was looking for management options for that first acquisition here in Nashville, I just didn't really find any that I was particularly comfortable with. I knew I had enough property management experience uh, managing long-term rentals myself that I I felt like I w- would just be able to figure it out, right? Like that's kind of been my approach to a lot of things. It's like, I'm just going to figure it out. And that's what we did. And then being able to layer a lot of a lot of tech on top of it to where a lot of that business we're able to automate, you know, kind of the analogy I use is it's like we've created this machine with the STRs. And really, it's it's my job to manage that machine and just make sure that things are operating the way they're supposed to be. And it's turned into a, a pretty good little business for us. And we're now starting to take on third party clients here in Nashville, too, which has been a a change, but the SDR. There's lots of stories that can that come from the SDR management. I don't know how else to put it, especially in Nashville. Yes, um, something tells me that you're you're getting some interesting crowds through there. No, as doubt. you've evaluated the business opportunity and you're going in a, a third party direction as well. How does that change the culture or the type of services that you're providing? How you set up the business from a, a basic operational standpoint when you're introducing other owners into the picture? Yeah, so. For me, I mean, I don't feel like it changes much, honestly, because I am an owner. I am an investor. Like I know how these people are approaching their properties. And, you know, it's all about if we can set expectations up front and and provide clear, you know, ongoing communication, then then we should be fine. That's where I think, and ultimately why we wanted to start State Music City was we just didn't particularly care for the options that were around. And we felt like a lot of them maybe lacked in some of those areas of setting appropriate expectations and providing clear communication. And um, that was something that we felt like we could do well. And that's why we decided to start Save Music City and then ultimately to start bringing on third party clients too. I mean, with a business like that, it really does get easier to run as you scale, because we're able to provide, you know, we're able to hire more staff. In a lot of instances, we're able to pay our cleaners, we're able to pay our quality control people, our maintenance techs, like we're able to pay them all more. So then we we can then attract better talent, retain that talent, and then, you know, run a, a nice little business. I noticed you hired a, a director of operations. It looks like you uh, recently got engaged to that person. How have you backfilled that role or have you backfilled that role? And how hands-on do you personally have to be within Stay Music City? Yeah, Maddie, my fiance, she is, I guess that's one other thing about entrepreneurship. Like you definitely need the right people in your corner to, to really make it happen. And Maddie is no longer with Stay Music City, not because of, you know, anything like issues like that, but more so just where she was wanting to take her career. And I learned a lot about hiring and firing in the last year too. Like we one of the ways I used that weapon that is my LinkedIn was to find a, a new director of operations and to hire uh, you know, some different folks for State Music City. And ultimately it didn't go as as well as I had hoped initially. But now we I've been able to um so I had to you know I had to fire my first employee and do some of those things, which is always uh, a learning experience. But um now we've been able to kind of backfill with a new kind of Prop more conventional property manager type of role and 
um, some cleaners and a maintenance tech and, and some of those things. But and one of the reasons why I, I didn't want to bring the long-term property management in-house was one of the lessons that I learned um, at the first real estate private equity company I was working for was, A, it's harder to enter new markets if you self-manage because you really need a certain level of scale to be able to do it well. So you have to acquire a portfolio of some size in most instances if you you know, if you want to be able to have a regional on-site staff, some of those things. Um, but then second, when you run a company that large, like the first one I was at, the boss, who I would say is, was my first, one of my first real mentors in the business, the founder, he was very much in the people business rather than the real estate business, if that makes sense. Like he spent so much time just dealing with the issues that come from running an organization of that size, that it was very eye-opening to me. And that was, I didn't want to have to deal with some of the same issues that he was having to deal with that early on in my career. Maybe that's something we'll pivot to down the road, but at least right now, you know, that just wasn't something that that we felt like made the most sense lots of um, hiring and firing and keeping employees and all that. It's, it's very, very challenging. Something that kind of when I first got into the business, uh, I was probably naive to just how challenging it ultimately is. That We uh, started in 2022, our own property management companies who were vertically integrated over about 1500 units. And our CEO, who had a lot of experience in the property management space, says often, real estate is a people business, not a property business, um, at least on the property management side. It is so much property management is all about people management. Mm -hmm. And when you get the right scale, and you get the right people, that can be fantastic. But getting to that point, you end up either turning gray or losing a lot of hair. It, It definitely doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of intentionality and really a willingness to get in and spend a lot of time on the people side, which necessarily is going to take time away from other activities like broadening your capital base or searching for that next deal. Yeah, because there's no other way to put it other than it's really, really hard to do it well, like to to grow a management business like that. And I would consider myself to be a people person, right? But like you mentioned, if I'm spending my time doing that, it's taking away from from other uses of my time, such as broadening the capital base or trying to, you know, grow the portfolio or do some of those things. So just having to get comfortable with the trade-offs and ultimately decide what what makes the most sense. I think we have a number of listeners who have dabbled in short-term rentals, maybe own one or two themselves. If you were out in the marketplace looking for somebody to manage your Airbnb, BRBO listing, what would be a, a question or two that you would ask that would help you to kind of separate the the good ones from the bad ones in the management space? That's a great question. I mean, whenever you're looking for a property management company, I, I think it's important that you talk to multiple. And what I would do is, and it's hard for me to speak on markets outside of Nashville because that's the only STR market that I truly know. But it, you know, at least in a in a place like this, I think it makes the most sense to talk to multiple get pro formas from multiple, and then really try to dig into what they're actually projecting for you. Because that's where we see a lot of the discrepancy is, you know, that revenue number is ultimately the most important part of, of your STR and what you can hit. It's important to dig into how are they coming up with that number? Is it based off of air DNA, which, you know, is probably as effective as rentometer is for multifamily rents. Like it's, 
it's a good baseline, but it's not something that is really all that reliable at times. Are they, you know, using these projections based on other properties in their portfolio that they think are comparable? Like, how are they actually getting to the numbers, I think is important. Um, and then figuring out what fees they charge. That's the biggest sticking point, I, I think, for a lot of people is some of these, the SCR management companies, they they sneak in fees in lots of different places. And it's important to get really clear about what you're paying for as an owner, and then ultimately what you will be responsible for as an owner too. Just like setting those initial expectations on who is doing what and what are you paying for is is the best way to get off to to a good start. That short-term space is, seems like kind of a wild, wild west. I mean, there's so many different platforms that you can be on, direct booking, Airbnb, VRBO, and then in the management side, I mean, the cleaning fees that everybody who stayed in Airbnb kind of rails on. But all the other fees can certainly add up. On your site at Caskey, when you're kind of talking about your strategy, your go-to-market strategy, you have... Uh, multifamily, hospitality, and then business investing. And right now you have uh, State Music City, your own STR property management company as the kind of the flag holder on the business side. What Mm -hmm. else are you excited about or exploring in that space? Yeah. So right now I, and hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll have finalized um, an opportunity with a short-term rental maintenance company here in town as well. There's a lot of synergies between that and my property management business. The hardest part about short-term rental property management, especially in a place like Nashville, where it's a lot of bachelorettes and bachelor parties, is maintenance and keeping up with it. I mean, these places get beat up like point blank, and it's hard to keep up with these things. And it's especially hard to find reliable, consistent you know, maintenance techs that do good work at a price that is that is reasonable. And I've been fortunate to come into, I've had the same two maintenance techs that have worked on my portfolio here for past year or so. And where now they also do the maintenance for several hundred other homes here in town. And they need a little bit of help on the back end, frankly, and how they actually can set it up to operate more like a business rather than just two people that go fix things and kind of are very unorganized on the back end. So that's an area that I I really like and think is interesting. And then I, I think I'll probably just keep building on it in a similar approach to that. You know, we've explored a cleaning company in the past, ran into some issues there. We've, you know, I think at some point it might make sense to get into the lawn care business. Like, as we continue to to grow these this management portfolio and SDR portfolio, I've got to cut the grass everywhere. So why not find a way to to bring that in house? Maybe partner with an operator or something. But right now, at least, it's the maintenance business that I'm particularly excited about. Well, Jake, we spent quite a bit of time diving into some nuts and bolts on your story, how you got started, and covering property management and operations. What's in the future for you? What What are some goals that you're aspiring to, whether it's 2023 or five years or 10 years and beyond? That's another. I'm, I'm glad you brought up goals because I guess that's another lesson that I earned, learned early on too. Was you know I I've always considered myself to be a very goal driven person. Like you know wanted to set these big goals, all all this, but. The reality is that, you know, you're going to make this plan and then life's going to punch you in the mouth and you can throw that plan out the window and you got to figure stuff out. So I gotten away at times from setting these super long-term goals 
um, just because like too much changes. I, I think, you know, I've got a general idea of what we're what we're working towards, but at least in the immediate future, I'd love to do more in the hospitality space. You know, I think there's a lot of unique opportunities and in that world, whether it's maybe redeveloping rundown motels or what I'll call like permanent glamping type of structures. I think there's a lot of deals that that make sense as you know more experiential based tourism continues to continues to grow and become more more commonplace. And then in multifamily, it's just, you know, we've got a pretty good foothold in central Illinois right now. And I'd I'd love to to get into some more deals down here in the southeast. It's just, you know, as it is, it's it's challenging to find find stuff that makes sense at this point. So just staying the course really on the multifamily front and then looking to broaden our horizons a little bit on the hospitality side of things. Could you share a habit that you believe has contributed to your success? Could be a daily thing, a weekly thing, quarterly thing. I guess on a more daily basis, uh, I like to go on a walk each day just to like clear my head and think about stuff. You know, it doesn't always have to be a long walk, but just taking some time to, again, try to think very practically about things because there are plenty of times where maybe I lose sight of that and I just, you know, need a minute or several minutes to just kind of clear my head and and try to think through the situation and determine what would be best. Jake, really appreciate you joining us today. If folks want to learn more about what you're doing, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, I think the the best way uh, to get in touch with me would just be to go to our website, uh, www.investkaski.com. Uh, you know, there's some options on there to, to get a hold of us. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Jake. Thank you to our listeners for joining us on another episode of the Real Estate Syndication Show. I'm your host, Sam Rust, signing off. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 